0: Hey guys, welcome to The Last Three Digits, where we're talking about money and everything in between.
1: Because they would have come to your a £400 pound birthday dinner. Like, I don't ask for much. What do you mean, bro? It's <laughs> just one day, a year. You? You're fair enough, Friday's so Oh, when fall, people are... Saturday's le- Hakkasan, um, and Sunday we go to Miami.
0: Because girls are usually gassed by the the, the the middle amounts. And this is probably why girls don't go for a higher salary. In <coughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to the last three digits. My name is Bolasol.
1: True, it's an eagle. This is Tamer from
2: Awesome.
0: Cool, cool, cool. How's everyone's week been so far?
2: Not too bad. It was got a busy week. Uh, I set my exam plus got a few red deadlines. So exciting week, but it's over now. So looking forward to next deadlines.
0: Yeah, how was your? How did your exam go?
2: It was good actually. Um, a uh, I think I did good, but obviously we'll wait for the results to see.
1: <laughs> you got I this, man. That. You got this. Yeah, you got this. That, that feeling
0: Thank is, you. yeah, I know that feeling too well. Um Nigo, how's your week been?
1: Yeah, mine's good. It's been a bit hectic. Um today was moving day. Mm-hmm. Um and then I think I I don't know if anyone's got me on the socials, but if you got me on the socials, you saw that my my road, my where where my mum lived got flooded like a month ago, so even so at the the day of my moving mm. the insurance people said we couldn't be in the house because they had to do something to the floors and then obviously i couldn't get my keys straight away as well so it's just been mad hectic running up and down and and da 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 but big up boris man um for do you <laughs> know what i'm saying Added more cost to my life
0: uh, appreciate, okay.
1: appreciate you boris
0: mate so how um the national insurance rise for social care reform will impact payslips i've been looking at um i've been looking at that and at first i think when i heard the news i was kind of like i was like oh gosh i don't know how i feel about this but at the same time i think we had to know that this money was going to come from somewhere um given everything that has happened in the last 18 20 months how do you both feel about the the national insurance, Tamar, I don't know. Are you based in London?
2: Yes, I am. I am in Croydon.
0: Oh, so you're 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 feeling you're feeling all the same things we're feeling with congestion charge, um, congestion. this U.S. zone, this national insurance that everyone's going to feel that in the UK. What's the other thing that's gone um, that's changing? Dividend
1: tax.
2: Dividends, yeah, dividends as well. has
1: gone up. They do, they've added a. Uh, Sadiq added a. Uh, I, I think I think it's a tax. I can't remember the details per se, but because my, my mom's car is a certain amount of years old, um, I think they've added a tax to it or she has to just get rid of it. I can't remember which one.
0: Yeah. There's so many taxes. It's, it's literally hard to keep up. Like, everyone has to... Um, mm everyone has to stay alert but before we get too much into today's podcast I want to say this episode is sponsored by awesome so if you're looking for an e-commerce accountant make sure you check them out the link is in our bio you can get a hundred pounds discount when you use the code last three but yeah back to everything the government's doing Um, (laughs) back to the go like I I just don't even know where to begin I think yesterday I, I kind of had somewhat of I don't want to say somewhat of a mental meltdown, like, okay, how am I going to make more money? And I realized something is, is this, this country that has put this capitalistic nature in me. I always say like, if I live somewhere else, I wouldn't care so much about money, but they literally are changing the rat race for the worse. You know, when you're at the gym, right. And then it's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going to change the speed a bit. And then you're just going so fast and you're just like, I'm about to fall off that's how I feel about being in London and the UK how are you all feeling about um all these changes
1: do you know it's quite interesting because I'll be honest and say I'm one of them people that like when I see certain percentages on the screen I don't really realize how big of an impact it is so I remember when I first saw 1.25 percent I thought oh what's that that's minor and then I saw the breakdown of what it meant um for each salary and I said oh this is real money, like this is, um, this is yeah, this is this is real money that could have done something. So I've had it quite interesting, but I guess you can't really be surprised, um, you know, at a government that always goes for, I guess, the lower end when they need to recoup peas. Um, so yeah, man, big up, they got the teeth, then.
2: No, definitely, and, uh, and I completely agree with you. the the one point two five both for dividends and and salary does not seem much because it's just one point two five, but everything goes up, right? Um, so you're gonna be paying one point two five more on your national insurance now, but then you know the, your travel cost goes up by a few, your console tax goes up on the yearly basis, and overall, uh, in, a, in a nutshell, uh, you you take home less less and less more money. Um, so. It's a real deal. It's definitely some something that will have a big impact on all of us.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, an article from BBC, um, shows how much more will employees pay. So if you if you are on an annual salary of twenty thousand, you'll be paying one hundred and thirty pounds more a year. Thirty thousand two hundred and fifty five, fifty thousand five hundred and five. And if you're on a hundred thousand, it's one thousand one hundred and thirty. Um yeah and I know some people might may think oh is that it and stuff like that but trust me the older you get <laughs> the more you realize that all those little bits they add up and you need them you can't just be free for all so um yeah but apparently people earning under 9,564 don't have to pay national insurance so I don't know for anyone out there who has potentially a part-time job or they're a student still working whatever it is then and you make less than that then you're all good
2: (laughs) that's the same for employers national insurance as well because remember there are two types of national insurances employee and employer so if your business and you're hiring people you have to pay an additional employer's national insurance as well Mm -hmm. and i believe that's gone up as well so for businesses um, especially small businesses it would be Slightly more difficult as well because it, it's more expensive to employ uh, people. Again, you know, we're talking about few percentage of just one one point two three, five person, but still, it's more expensive than before.
0: Yeah, definitely. How's everyone feeling about Brexit currently? Are you know Are you noticing a difference yeah Because I think a lot of people. Well, I noticed. Yeah. I noticed quite a bit.
1: of a Yeah, just random fruits and that. Like when I'll go to like Iceland or Tesco. And I'm asking for, to be fair, it's the fruits that you don't really get, like, I don't know, I'll be, I'm, I'm random, you know, I'll go to Tesco and be like, yo, could I get some guava or, do you know what I'm saying, can I get some passion fruit or something? And I'll be like, that's not coming, the delivery. Or even actually, no, 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 in Iceland, they didn't have, was it chicken? Something very common, like chicken. Mm. And the woman was up front with me, she said, car, car Brexit, they, they don't get deliveries that often anymore. So, yeah, I'm feeling it because of that.
0: Yeah, Nando saying it was shutting fifty stores.
1: Fifty stores.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's when I said this is (laughs) this is a state of emergency.
2: If because if uh, uh, i look after the books of my clients especially the e-commerce side of things um, and e-commerce is always about you know import export, sending from one place to another place yeah. arranging goods from one place to you know another country before brexit is it was just simply easy yeah you know um, anyone ordering anything from eu or uk you just send the goods over and do the paperwork uh, later on mm. Um, it's all changed now it's all different um, a lot of my clients stopped selling to eu because of all the new changes and the new rules again um, you can see even at a base you know small businesses level everyone just simply stopped after brexit and that could definitely create this whole shortage of uh, you know stock and goods that we need on daily basis
0: yeah definitely i I found an article on informe.co.uk about how selling on how will selling online to eu customers change um but it's, it's it's interesting to think about the fact that you're missing out on a whole market because at times it might not be worth it. Do you know what I mean? Still trying to sell and make money depending on your stock and how much it changes for that. So apparently, well, not apparently, we left the, the UK, we left the EU on the 31st of January 2020. But I think there was a transition period with its deadline of 1st of January 2021. So there's been negotiations between the EU and UK and that was successfully concluded at the end of last year, December 2020. Um, December
2: 2020, yeah. So basically all the rules and all the new regulations that were just being proposed on 31st of December, everything got finalized and from 1st of January 2021, we just had to follow all the new rules. So there was a big line between UK and Europe and any anytime a person, a good or any, anything that just crossed uh, would have had to, you know, follow the, all the new rules there with customs, visas and, you know, the new import pad. So it, it changed the whole market. And I clearly remember um, I was in December and my clients kept on asking me, do you know the new changes?" And I, I think it was only on 24th of December the rules were finalized. So we only had like six days to prepare ourselves, uh, six, seven days to prepare ourselves. It, it, it was a bit messy. Um, but I remember reading one of the articles in the early year at the end of January that 30% of the goods that were sent to Europe were returned because we ended up asking the European customers to pay VAT, import VAT, and do the declarations. And they just didn't like it. They just sent every, all the goods back. And it was so expensive to get the goods back into the UK that the, the big retailers just decided to burn them rather than get the goods back into the UK, because crossing the border back again would incur more income uh, import VAT and more customs. So it, it's just it was just a crazy time, but I think things are a lot better now and things are, have settled down a lot, and the new changes definitely are helping.
0: Can
1: I find interest? I'll go on Bala sir.
0: I'll go
1: do you know what I find interesting about like how Britain has handled Brexit is they seem to have judged how people behave based on Britain's brand rather than Britain being good so a lot of a lot of the talk is like, oh they'll want to do business with us because we're Britain rather than because we provide the best service or the best prices or the most efficiency, et cetera et cetera mm. um, And I think they're seeing I guess how little that that brand holds up
0: mm yeah definitely
2: no I agree and i think this can be reflected in pl- uh, seeing you know how are, are we getting into an agreement with the rest of the world Um, there were a lot of talks that you know um, yes we're not a part of single market with eu anymore but we will be getting in uh, partnership with a lot of other countries like you know canada australia and other things but i don't think anything so far has pulled up yet so we still have to see how any of that goes but we're still a uh, uh, single market at the moment and we're losing out on a lot of uh, big opportunities
0: yeah definitely one of the things that i want to know is is there a certain threshold like in terms of i don't know stock or earnings where you say okay if if you make i don't know under 100k a year it's probably not worth you trading outside of the uk is there like a, a threshold or does it depend each and every time
2: well um uh, there's a lot of new rules as i mentioned especially from first of july 2021 so you know uh, brexit happened first of january you can introduce all of their new rules especially on the e-commerce side um europe delayed there because of covid and they introduced their rules on how to import and export goods into the europe on first of july 2021 and those rules are Quite good. They, they help uh, the trade, a uh, continuation of the trade really well. So just to give you the context, like if you're selling on Amazon um, and you can keep continuing to sell on uh, you, to your European customers, if they buy it from Amazon and the goods are less than 150 euro when they cross the border, right? So there's a small threshold of 150 euro. You're not storing any goods into the Europe. You're just sending the goods as and when you receive an order. For that, you don't have to do any extra registration. You don't have to be VAT-registered business. You just sell your goods, and Amazon will take care of all of your VAT and charges that. So if you have that type of a uh, business model where you can accommodate these things, then I would say even starting from today, without having any threshold at all is good because you, you can tap into that European market, which is which is the second big market, right? But if you are planning to go big, you, know, you, you want to store goods into Europe and then build a brand there then definitely be very careful because there's a lot of new rules and it's a lot expensive and in terms of threshold i'll simply say if you have a a whole ground holding and you know how it works you're going to start anytime but if you don't have that cash surplus at the moment um, wait continue in uk and only go into europe when you know you can do that
0: Mm. okay yeah yeah it just for me it just sounds like not I don't think I've, I've had any orders that are in the EU outside of the UK but it just sounds like something you just don't want to toy with because I'm sure that a lot of people there's so much drawback as you said people are um, having the stock burn instead of sent back because of all the costs associated with it so yeah that's it's not for me Nigo, I know you you have your e-commerce business what are you doing um have you had to deal with like any customers that are outside of the UK
1: yeah, but I don't think that I've had the most majority of my customers are UK based, so I don't really have well, my majority of my customers for products are so UK based. Um, so yeah, I don't really have uh many issues, um, per se. But the lip delivery for my merch at first because I've um, I've got a, a, a partnership with a Google company called uh, Teespring that do my merch yeah. and they um. At first, the the delivery times doubled for when my um, customers would get their merchandise. So um, eventually they changed it, they fixed it up, and I think they ended up... I don't know if they got a factory or they acquired a factory or they already had one, but eventually they started making everything here, which, uh, yeah, if I'm honest, I preferred it when it was made outside. But I think, yeah, the delivery time uh yeah it was it was a better price a way better price
0: okay cool um yeah and what's interesting now is anyone who has an e-commerce business i don't know like i know there's a new e-commerce vat package that awesome did a a blog on and that comes into effect as tamar said on the 1st of july but even even for you to for for vat to be worth it am i right in saying that you need to be making at least eighty five thousand a year is that correct
2: um, no, um, again, that that's the big change. Um, so from 1st of January, 2021 for UK, um, the VAT threshold is not only applicable on 85 K, um, there's a lot of new rules. So if you're a drop shipper, um, you know, you, you get goods after you sell, then the goods are outside the UK, then you need to register from day one, regardless of the thresholds. Um, if you're selling in Europe, uh, you need to be registered in for VAT in Europe regardless of the threshold. So th- there are quite a few different rules. So the 85 does not apply to every rule, basically. The 85 only applies if you're a UK based business selling into the UK to only UK customers and your total goods uh, sale is not more than 85, then you're okay. Uh, and you're buying from UK as well, buying and selling in UK. But as soon as you th- uh, you know cross the border and you start any activity outside, you need to see what are the implications And on some basis, the 85 might not be applied to you. You might have to register straight away.
0: So given the fact that obviously because of COVID, like online spending has gone up. But with all these new rules, don't you just think that this is going to put some people off doing business outside of the EU unless they have fantastic accountants that are awesome who's going to help them
2: deal with all of this? um trust me that that exactly that is what, what happened um, a lot of our clients who were doing really great in eu they had a really good hold in uh, you know european markets they pulled out because they could not understand um and obviously we tried to help them a lot um now they're continuing back now they're back into EU market but uh, even just the you know the scare of it that brexit has happened now there's a big line between that just put everyone off um as, and now people are going back to it, but, you know, the six, seven months worth of gap between have probably destroyed a lot of sales. Um, so it, it did pull a lot of people off and especially the VAT, because VAT is one of the attacks that got really affected by all of these new rules. Um, and VAT is a big number, you know, it's so 20% of all of your sales. Um, so people got really afraid uh, and they stopped. Um, so yeah, it did really affect, but things are getting back to normal. So hopefully, you know, we'll see everything running back again
0: yeah I definitely think when things are naturally new people are just that you know I'm gonna bow out of this for a for a minute until more people get in and understand because all you just need is one or two people to say no listen here's here's how you make it work for you and then you can go back in but before it you're just worried that you're going to be hit with fines and um, costs that your business can't actually handle especially as everyone's recovering
2: um and the government does a really fair deal in scaring us. so eu sent out a message on on the whole bad thing saying that if you don't follow the rules properly we will ban you for two years in trading in eu so yeah so you uh, again you know there's a lot more to it you know if if you're doing you know mistreatments and stuff like that but just just someone on their website reading this will definitely be scared to even step in they'll be like nope (laughs) not not now
0: Yeah, I'm fine, boy. If I I ever see someone try to um, buy something from me and they're outside of the UK, I'm sorry, I can't help you right now. I do not want that smoke at all. So apart, obviously, from VAT, which we've just spoken about, what are the um, main changes before and after Brexit for e-commerce businesses?
2: As I mentioned, you know, before it was a free um, uh, trade, single market, um, you, you receive an order from Europe. You just simply send your goods there and record your taxes um, afterwards in the UK. Um, now it's all changed. And um, anytime there's a border crossing, you have to make sure your items are custom uh, declarable. So you have to find a very specific reference code on the government website and see how much customer you should be paying on that. <laughs> um, and if the Europe ex- still accept those kind of goods. Um, so you first have to make sure your goods are acceptable in Europe and you have a specific reference number, of, which is called a HS code. And you can send the goods to Europe and have a correct a custom declaration. You then have to worry about the import VAT because anything that you send in Europe, even from a single penny, um, it will incur European VAT. Now this, A lot of new rules, you know, uh, marketplaces, Amazon will take charge of it. Uh, But again, you have to be really careful with that. And then secondly, uh, lastly, um, the shipment um, is gone a lot more expensive than it was before because they are now involved in doing a lot more declarations as well. So there is a lot more to it uh, than how it was done before. Um, Just think of it in a way that if you're in UK and you were selling in the US, you have to follow all of the U.S. rules, uh, and it's now same for Europe as well. We are not part of Europe; we are an outsider to them, and we have to follow all of their rules um, as for anyone else.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's that's a lot going on. I'm I'm hoping I wish there was an easy way to simplify it, but I feel like because it's so new, I would rather um, hand it over to a third party, such as Awesome, to take care of, and just actually focus on. Um, doing the business itself, just so that you just don't get jumbled in it. What about you, Niga? Would you think?
1: Do you do you guys think like uh, if there was like a obviously I know everyone I know we can't have a second referendum right now, yeah. But do you guys think like with I guess the results that we're seeing thus far on the EU that if there was another referendum, because I think a lot of a lot of people voting, even the people that may have been quote unquote right or wrong, whatever where you voted in in the EU referendum. A lot of us were voting on hypotheses whereas we hadn't seen the result and i think even in this early early bear in mind we're like we're not that um deep into uh leaving the eu do you guys think the country would vote the same way again
2: it's hard to say um, because again uh, it's still quite fresh and people are still just worried about focusing on how it would work rather than how it's actually working Um, So people are still in figuring out mode. uh, But what I can say is looking at the business community and and looking at the, um, you know, the the trade community, I I probably think they would probably change their mind. Because, you know, one of the biggest changes we had throughout the COVID is e-commerce. You know, e-commerce have completely changed how we trade now. And the biggest market in e-commerce is U.S. And the second competing market after U.S. was EU. But now EU is divided as well, so you know the the competition is diluting, and the US is getting stronger and stronger in this sense. So from that perspective, I would say that you know it might have been a better choice to just stay and, and compete in that essence. But internally, obviously, you know there was more competition and stuff. Um, so yeah, so so from a business perspective, I, I, I think it would it might be different. Um, but overall, um, I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I think. I think people are only seeing the ramifications now. But a lot of the one thing I remember is that a lot of the people who were voting leave were quite old. <laughs> and they've been they've been here for a long time. And I think that they just naturally had different motives. So I think now that they're just even seeing that even though they voted that it's still not necessarily going in their favour. Um I just think they outnumbered us. So I potentially think it could be close again, but I still think Leave could win because the youth um, are still a smaller population than the um, than the the elderly people in this country. What about you, neither? What do you think?
1: Um, I think that I think that last point of yours is great. I think it. Um, that it, it. Look, I think there's too many times when I've looked at what I think is rational for an election um, and thought, okay, yeah, rational will win. And realize that that's not how it works. It's it's more down to agendas and um, percentages in terms of like how many which group belongs to what and how many of them are there are. So I think, going literally based on your last point and reality, like what we've seen, I think I think that um, Leave would win again. Although I don't personally, I don't know if I can. Can I give my political view? Probably. I don't know, but I. I wouldn't vote for Leave, personally.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah neither, yeah, neither would I, but I think it's still wrong to... I am mean, still wrong. It's still right to vote for what you believe in. Um, yeah. Even, <laughs> even if sometimes you know, Because I think it's it's like when people vote and they're like, oh, vote for this one. And sometimes I'm like, yeah, but this one isn't going to win. But I know eventually maybe if enough of us have that opinion, then we move towards it because a lot of people talk about the Labour Party and the Tories and things like that and it's usually either or them and then if someone says oh vote vote another way people say yeah but you know x is gonna win anyway but anyway, you to, yeah you still have to we still have to have to hope somehow otherwise it's never gonna change for sure um yeah I'll I thought you were gonna say something there but yeah um yeah very interesting to see how e-commerce businesses will will adapt I think as we said, right now is quite scary, but um, I think it will it will settle down, and a lot more people will understand. Obviously, Tamar, you touched on how this has affected UK sellers. Is there anything else you want to add?
2: Yeah, um, I'll simply say, look, um, the people like me and um, I'm quite sure you know, there are tons and tons of other specialists who are you know who spend a lot of time in this. I The first two months of Brexit, I literally spent just reading and understanding how it all will work um, from very specific point of views. And then when the EU rules were introduced, I did the same. So, you know, um, it's scary, but there are resources out there that can help you achieve what you want to achieve. EU is still a big market. And if you're doing business and you want to grow to, the, you know, the next mark. Last week, we talked about how to reach that million. One of the aim is you, you, you get more sales, right? And you get more sales by reaching more markets. So don't don't be scared. Uh, reach out, speak to one of us, and see how your specific business can work on it and, you know, get, get your business going on those side. But don't be scared. Um, just 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 step into it and see how it works. Yeah,
0: definitely so don't be scared and don't spend too much of your money too early (laughs) because you never know when you're gonna gonna need it for some of these hidden costs um yeah so Nigo, is there anything else you want to add about like um like e-commerce in light of um brexit and the changes
1: no it's just it's just mad complex like i think everything that um tamir was saying and that you were saying with like the codes that you have to add on and um even just knowing that you've got the right products it's, I remember coming like just on the traveling thing I know everyone brings it back to travel but I remember like a lot of times coming back to the UK and having that quick swift line where it'll be like oh your EU member just come through blah 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 I just feel like it was things were so much easier so yeah I just I don't know one way or another I just hope things get easier I think that's all I've got to say
0: yeah hopefully i think we're just all adjusting to not just a new normal it's it's new to the power of infinity there's so many new things happening i think all of us are still somewhat in a daze trying to figure it out but if you have an e-commerce business of course then you need to make sure that you holler out awesome because they provide hassle-free accounting And for £100 discount on their services, make sure you use our code LAST3 when you sign up. Um, We've been joined by Tamar again today, who has let us know that, look, if you do have an e-commerce business and you've got customers in the EU, you don't need to fret. They'll definitely help you um, on that side of things and you can continue to make your business thrive. But we have been The Last Three Digits once again, and we will see you next week.